This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday, the 10th of May. In your Squiz today, Chris Dawson's murder trial begins. Putin blames the West for war. The Queen scales back her public appearances. And some important advice from the Electoral Commission. This is your Squiz today. One of the most anticipated criminal trials got underway in Sydney yesterday when former rugby league player and teacher Chris Dawson took the stand in his murder trial. He's accused of killing his wife, Lynn, who disappeared from the family home in 1982 and was the subject of a wildly popular true crime podcast called The Teacher's Pet. Lots of squeezers would have tuned in, but Claire, take us back through the history of this story. Lynn was 33 when she vanished from the couple's Northern Beaches home in Sydney. After years of searching for her by her family and friends, uh, two coronial inquests that found that she had likely been murdered, her husband Chris was arrested on the Gold Coast for the murder in 2018. As you say, a lot of pressure from that podcast that really did focus a laser-like attention on the case. And those charges have been hard fought by Chris as he sought to get out of the trial altogether. The courts didn't agree. After a lot of legal wrangling, here we are. Yeah, and Lynn Dawson's niece, Renee Sims, said that the podcast gave the case much needed oxygen and that she'd actually encouraged her parents to take part in it because they thought they had nothing to lose. And yesterday in court, Claire, the Crown laid out its case against Dawson. So what prosecutors are saying is that Dawson was motivated to kill his wife so that he could have, and this is the quote, an unfettered relationship with a 16-year-old student who he had fallen in love with. She is someone who was very central to that podcast, so listeners will know what that's all about. In this trial, she's been given the pseudonym JC, and she will give evidence in the trial. Um, Before meeting her, what prosecutors say is that Dawson actually flagged to a rugby teammate that he wanted to get rid of his wife, the insinuation being that a potential hitman could be hired um, to get rid of her. There was unhappiness in that marriage. The claim is it was about having children. Uh, Things went no further, though, and it wasn't until the early 90s when she did, in fact, disappear. The trial will hear from numerous witnesses who say they saw Dawson be violent towards Lynn and that he also verbally abused her. The case was adjourned until tomorrow and is expected to run for up to eight weeks. Staying with the courts, an Aussie actor, Craig McLaughlin, has brought defamation proceedings against the ABC and the Sydney Morning Herald newspaper for running stories he said attacked his reputation, Claire. Yeah, a very busy day in the Sydney courts yesterday. Uh, This has to do with reports that were published uh, that McLaughlin harassed female performers during a 2014 stage production of the Rocky Horror Show. They were published in 2018 and that defamation case was set to kick off around that time. But things were delayed when Victorian police charged McLaughlin over those claims. It was December 2020, 
when he was found not guilty. And of course, we're a fair way down the track now and that defamation case is kicking off. Uh, What the media outlets are relying on is a defence of truth, but McLaughlin is very strongly defending his corner. Yeah, that's right. He maintains his innocence and he's expected to start giving evidence in that defamation hearing today. Yesterday was an auspicious day on Russia's calendar, the anniversary of the Soviet Union's defeat of Nazi Germany in World War II. In President Vladimir Putin's address to the massive Victory Day military parade, he blamed the West for the war in Ukraine, Claire. There were a lot of people who were expecting Putin in that address to either uh, escalate the war in Ukraine uh, or somehow give some sort of messaging around why they had already won. Uh, The expectation was that Putin would announce something, but that's not what happened. What he did do, though, in that speech was uh, give some justification for Russia's invasion of Ukraine. He said that Ukraine was saying that they might get nuclear weapons He also said that NATO started exploring the lands close to us and he said that those things were an obvious threat to our country and our borders. What Western leaders say is there's some untruth in that and that Putin is just trying to justify his actions. And President Vladimir Zelensky made his Victory Day speech on Sunday night saying that Russia was now replicating Nazi atrocities in Ukraine. It's a big year for the Queen as she celebrates her Platinum Jubilee, but she's been stiff and frail of late. And overnight, it was confirmed that she won't be at the state opening of Parliament to deliver her annual speech today, Claire. Yeah, stiff and frail are probably a couple of words that she really doesn't want to hear. Uh, What the palace says is that she's undergoing these episodic mobility problems. What she was due today was to deliver the annual speech to Parliament, the state opening. It is something that she has attended every year since 1963. Uh, Since becoming Queen, she's only missed it a couple of times and those were when she was very pregnant. But ably subbing in is Prince Charles. Uh, The Crown will still go to the Parliament. The Queen's throne will remain empty, but Charles will be delivering the speech. Yeah, and Elizabeth does have other appointments on the calendar later in the week and the hope is that she'll be up and about for the culmination of the Jubilee celebrations in June. For listeners who revelled in the red carpet action of the Met Gala Ball, this morning we bring you the turquoise carpet from Eurovision. That's where all the quirky competitors at this year's song contest pause to get their pictures taken before the opening ceremony in Italy, Claire. Yep doesn't get much quirkier than Eurovision, so you can imagine what a turquoise carpet looks like, their version of a red carpet. There was Norwegian duo Subwoofer. They have um, rocked up in golden wolf (laughs) outfits, including a full mask. Uh, Lots of heavage, particularly from Italy, so no disappointments there. Uh, Aussie Sheldon Riley, who is our hope for the event, uh, he turned up in a very, very all-white, big, glamorous Ensemble. It includes a feathered cape uh, and a bedazzled that corset. That was quite a thing. <laughs> bedazzled corset, which really is a hard thing to pull off. So well done to him. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, the actual event starts tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. on SBS. So for those not up bright and early, Claire, you can tune into the primetime broadcasts. Just make sure you avoid those online spoilers. 
And Claire, there's a story that's making me smile this morning. It's about a little Jack Russell called Lexi, who's pretty handy behind the wheel of her owner's ute. Lexi's from Hamilton in southwest Victoria. If you're on the roads around there, you might want to look out for a Jack Russell driving a ute. Uh, I just think <laughs> it's incredible that they've been able to do that. What they do is they put the ute in first gear, not on the roads, in the paddock. Uh, and what they say is that um, she quite often steers herself towards the sheep because she quite <laughs> she quite likes sheep. So away <laughs> she goes. It's pretty clever. What could possibly go wrong? Look, I've already watched the video a couple of times this morning and that's before the kids have woken up. I'll pop a link in your episode notes so you can have a look too. Squiz the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should know about? We've got a new Squiz the Election episode out this morning. It's with the Australian Electoral Commission uh, through our Squiz the Election and our Ask the Squiz podcast. Uh, we've had lots of feedback from listeners about uh, exactly what proportional and preferential voting means and what they need to do on Election Day. So we go through all of that and it's a really sort of basic guide and get your head around exactly what you're doing on Election Day. Uh, we're all voting. We're all going to do it. So we might as well understand it. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to make your vote count. So stay tuned to hear that episode, which will be in your podcast app. For me, NAPLAN tests are taking place across the country for kids in years three, five, seven and nine. So a very big good luck for anyone who's sitting down for that today. Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more, and get a great discount, visit nordvpn.com forward slash squiz today.